Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Giannis Antetokounmpo was upgraded from doubtful to questionable and then from questionable to a game-time decision, which might be posturing. That could be Milwaukee just telling Phoenix, hey, don't game plan for us without Giannis, because there's a chance he might play, when in fact, maybe there's no real desire to get him out there. In fact, game one, yeah, I guess you could look at it from two different angles here. Angle number one is... Game one, on the Milwaukee side, you could sort of feel it out a little bit. But at the same time, Chris Paul, to me, is the guy that's going to get better as he sees more of an opponent over the course of a series. He'll just see what they're doing. He has that sort of, as one of the greatest point guards of all time, he has that ability. LeBron does that. The best of the best of the best. They'll adjust what they're doing because they do have... It's a weird thing to say. There are some shortcomings offensively for these guys. You know, Chris Paul, he's not a, he's not going to take it to the rack very often. He can shoot the three ball, and he's decent at it, but it's not really where he wants to be. So he plays into his strengths, and once he figures out the way he's being defended, he figures out new ways to get to his strengths. LeBron does that stuff as well. Uh, Kevin Durant, I think, is an, is an interesting one because... He basically can do the same thing no matter what you put on him. There's just sort of no guarding him. KD's probably the best offensive player in the NBA. So if you're Milwaukee, if that's the way you're looking at it, and you're saying, look, Chris Paul is going to figure us out. We got a couple of games here to throw stuff at him before he just sees all of the things. Then maybe this is an opportunity to ram Giannis into the lineup, try to steal one on the road in Phoenix. The other side of it is, look, let's get Giannis healthier. We can see what Phoenix is doing because as good as the Suns have been and all the things that they can do uh, defensively, I think Phoenix defensively, that's been, to me, the most impressive part. Offensively, they're going to probably, for the most part, just let their two main guys pick you apart. That's been their offense, and it works mostly because Devin Booker is a hell of a scorer, but... 
and maybe even more so mostly because Chris Paul is just carving teams apart. No one's ever really been able to stop Chris Paul in his career because he's so freaking smart out there. He's a monster. He does it by with guile, and he'll just figure you out. I've always been the kind of person who, and I, I fancy myself a Chris Paul, at playing video games, which is a weird comparison, but it's the best one I can come up with because from an athletic standpoint, I'm a pretty good golfer. I can throw things pretty damn well, but I'm not super athletic. I'm not going to kid anybody on that front. I'm coordinated, but not athletic. I always, when I'm, I'm thinking back a number of years, because I, I haven't played a ton of them lately, mostly since having kids, <laughs> although the older one now is starting to get into it, but that's a podcast for a different day. I'm thinking back to my time as a 20-something. When I was in my 20s, and I would play video games with my buddies, college roommates, or whatever, after graduation, things like that, I often liked to watch other people play for a couple of hours, just to kind of see how the game works. And when you're not playing, and you're not caught up in those split-second decisions, you can really see the way the game is thinking things through. Not that necessarily there needs to be like an AI you're defeating in the ball game or in the video game to figure it out, but just you see the way things work. You see the timing. You see the adjustments that you need to make on that end of things. Chris Paul is that guy, but for real life. Think about how hard that is. And he does it in real time. He just, he's there, and he did it against the Clippers where he was able to sit out a couple of games and, and see it against the Clippers. He can do it on the floor. See what teams are doing. Beep, boop, boop, beep, recompute, and then attack. So I think if you're Milwaukee, you do try to get this one as much as humanly possible. While you could make the argument, look, we're on the road. It's game one. If we lose this one, we don't. there's no real massive impact because we don't have home court anyway. We want to get one out of two. I'm more afraid of Phoenix the longer the series goes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The argument to be more afraid of, of Milwaukee the, the longer the series goes is that Giannis gets healthier the longer this series goes. But he was badly hurt. So even if he gets in there, I can't imagine he's at full tilt. Here's the thing. One thing that we got wrong in our handicap in the Eastern Conference Finals was that Milwaukee, we said they would play with more discipline, which was right. We got that part right. They stuck to their game plan more and they covered easily in, I think that was game five, where we liked Milwaukee on the side. But I also liked the under on the total, thinking that they would run a bit more half-court stuff with no Giannis. What we didn't properly handicap was that, well, two factors that kind of rolled together into one delightful little tootsie roll. The defense for the Bucks is a lot worse with Giannis out. So they're going to have to score a bit more because they're not going to stop teams the way that they can when Giannis really probably is the best defensive player in the NBA. I know that they want to give it to Ben Simmons and Rudy Gobert and all that stuff. Giannis is probably 
if he's in, if he's fully engaged on that defensive side, he's probably more impactful than those guys. I don't think that's that much of a hot take. I mean, you could argue any of the three. Suffice it to say, regardless of where you want to put him in the top five on defense, and I think it's pretty safe to say he's a top five defender, having him not on the floor is going to make a team worse at that end. So that drives the total up. Also, defending the Bucks with no Giannis is actually slightly more complicated. Even if, and this is a weird thing to say, that these these two statements would seem to be in juxtaposition to one another and can't coexist, but they actually do. Defending the Bucks without Giannis is more complicated. Not necessarily harder, just more detailed. They're going to do more things when Giannis is off the floor than when he's on. When Giannis is there, a lot of the Bucks' offense is box out for Giannis to get a defensive rebound and go. Defending that, as we've seen throughout playoffs for three seasons running, is jamming up. Don't let him get into the paint. Don't let him Euro step around you with his 19-foot stride. Which, easier said than done, obviously, but teams have figured out some kind of game plan to that. Load up, force Giannis to beat you with by passing early, basically by passing when someone is coming over to clog the paint. Get rid of the ball when they're going the wrong direction instead of too late when they have time to recover or too late when you've committed an offensive foul. When he's, at the same time, the Bucks are going to be on the whole, a better offensive team when he's out there because teams aren't going to be able to get back and stop Giannis every single time he's out in the open court. You're not going to have the right personnel back every possession to ram four power forwards (laughs) into the paint the way that the Nets did. The Nets had a lot of success playing a bunch of power forwards at the same time, basically. I could argue their small forward, power forward, and center were all power forwards for stretches, and so they had the size and length to wall off the paint appropriately in a way that Atlanta didn't really, although they did an okay job of it as well. It's just Clint Capella, John Collins, those guys did a pretty good job, but then there's this pretty good drop-off in size down to like a Kevin Herter, whereas with Brooklyn, there were stretches where they had KD, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin all patrolling those areas, and that's a bunch of 6'10 guys all lined up next to one another. Phoenix one could argue, does have the personnel to wall off the paint. Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton make a pretty formidable trio walling off a Giannis attack. On the other end, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton running off of gigantic Brook Lopez screens. They're huge. They're going to have room off of those, and it opens up different things for Milwaukee to do. So, it again, this is a weird thing to say, but defending the Bucks without Giannis is more complicated, even if it's actually at the same time easier to keep them at a lower number. The issue is, if you mess it up at any point along the way, the Bucks still have the firepower to score on you. When the hell was that last game? Last week. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Milwaukee beat Atlanta 118-107 on Saturday to finish off that series. That one went under because, and make sure you see this through, 
not that the pace was necessarily too slow, just that the teams were defending one another well, and Trey Young wasn't healthy. If Trey was healthy, that game probably goes over. That was a good reason to take the under in that ballgame. But it was moving at a pretty good clip because the Hawks were getting, or the, uh, well, both teams, really. Both teams were getting into their offense pretty quickly. And yes, missed shots are going to inflate the number of possessions. That's just the way it works. The possessions should have pushed that game into the over. But again, it is at the same time more complex. Maybe that's a better word to describe it than complicated. Complicated would describe that it's harder. Complex doesn't necessarily mean harder. It just means more attention to detail. If, however, it, oh, here you go. Here, I, I've, I've figured out the verbiage that I want to use. Defending the Bucks without Giannis requires greater attention to detail, but if you pull it off, you can stop them more thoroughly. It's the Russell Westbrook effect to some degree. There's always a narrow band of success that his teams have had over the years because with Russ, you're going to have a high floor because for the most part, he's going to be okay. He's dynamic. He's going to have those brutal games every once in a while. But for the most part, he's going to raise your floor because of how he plays and because while he is a relatively simple player to defend, it's really hard to do it every single time he's coming at you at 1,000 miles an hour. Giannis is that but way harder to deal with. But it's that same thing where there just aren't that many things he's going to try to do to you. Stopping them every time is exhausting, but there aren't that many variations to it. The way that when he's not on the floor, there are more variations, but it's less energy, I think, and probably a, you have a greater path to success if you pull it off. All of that to say, a very long tangential discussion to get us to the point that Phoenix favored by six in this game. Milwaukee now with Giannis sort of hanging in the balance. I think you have to take the Bucks by with six points, total of 219. Forget the handicap. If Giannis gets ruled in, that number drops by three, maybe more. And then you've set yourself up with a middle opportunity if you want. And you take the over because if Giannis gets ruled in, that total goes up from 219 to some higher number. Which is funny because if you told me Giannis was playing and the total was 222, I would bet the under with most of my body. Because I don't think Giannis is healthy. I don't think that he's going to have the velocity he normally does that makes his one-trick pony incredible offense so unbelievably difficult to stop because of his speed and strength and length of leg. But you've got this crazy middling opportunity set up where Giannis is suddenly upgraded to a game-time decision. And if he gets ruled in, you could set yourself up with three or four-point middles on both the side and the total. If you were not trying to bet the middle, I would probably look at the... I'd probably leave the side alone, to be perfectly frank, because if, if Giannis plays... I actually think they're less likely to cover. I don't think he makes them better at 60-70% health. I I really like the under, oddly enough. I think there's going to be some rust for both of these teams, and I think they've well studied one another. But this, once again, comes down to whether I think Giannis plays. Like, if Giannis is in, I lean Phoenix and the under. If Giannis sits, I probably lean Bucks and the over. 
which makes it very hard to bet a game when you don't have the status of one player who changes my your my attack on both the side and the total. Nothing agrees. His presence in this ballgame changes my opinion on both. If he's in, I think Milwaukee plays at the wrong tempo, they do the wrong stuff, and Phoenix beats them with better discipline. Probably by five, six points, but that number would be lower. So you kind of have to wait on this ballgame. Wait on Giannis's ruling. Uh, even though he probably speeds the game up, I think Phoenix is fully prepared to pack the paint on Giannis and make Milwaukee beat them with shooting. And I don't know that they can. And if Giannis is in, even at less than full strength, he probably does still make them, Milwaukee, better on defense also. So this has that Joel Embiid effect where one player being ruled in, I actually think the lines are going to go in the wrong direction on both things. So please, Giannis, try to play in this ballgame because I will fade the ever-loving smoke out of that news. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.